Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Okay, let's go. I'm Mike Diggs, and this is me reading Wikipedia. What? All of it? Today I noticed a story in The Guardian about a man who had posted himself from Australia to the UK in 1965 and is currently seeking two characters called John and Paul who had nailed him into his box back then. That got me thinking about human postage which led me to Wikipedia and subsequently led me to the story of Henry Box Brown. Henry Box Brown was a 19th century Virginia slave who escaped to freedom at the age of 33 by arranging to have himself mailed in a wooden crate in 1849 to abolitionists in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. For a short time, Brown became a noted abolitionist speaker in the northeastern United States. As a public figure and fugitive slave, Brown felt extremely endangered by the passage of the Fugitive Slave Law of 1850, which increased pressure to capture escaped slaves. He moved to England and lived there for 25 years, touring with an anti-slavery panorama, becoming a magician and a showman. Brown married and started a family with an Englishwoman, Jane Floyd. This was Brown's second wife. His first wife, Nancy, had been sold by her slave owner. Brown returned to the United States with his English family in 1875, where he continued to earn a living as an entertainer. He toured and performed as a magician, speaker and mesmerist until at least 1889. The last decade of his life was spent in Toronto, where he died in 1897. Henry Brown was born into slavery in 1815 or 1816 on a plantation called Hermitage in Louisiana County, Virginia. Henry may have remembered his parents fondly, stating that his mother was the one to instill Christian values into him. He is believed to have had at least two siblings, mentioning a brother and a sister in his autobiography. At the age of 15, he was sent to work in tobacco factories in Richmond. In his autobiography, Narrative of the Life of Henry Box Brown, written by himself, he describes his owner. Our master was uncommonly kind, for even a slaveholder may be kind. And as he moved about in his dignity, he seemed like a god to us. But notwithstanding his kindness, although he knew very well what superstitious notions we formed of him, he never made the least attempt to correct our erroneous impression, but rather seemed pleased with the reverential feelings which we entertained towards him. Escape In 
Brown was first married to a fellow slave named Nancy, but their marriage was not recognised legally. They had three children born into slavery under the parta sequitur ventrum principle. Brown was hired out by his master in Richmond, Virginia, and worked in a tobacco factory, renting a house where he and his wife lived with their children. Brown had also been paying his wife's master not to sell his family, but the man betrayed Brown, selling pregnant Nancy and their three children to a different slave owner. With the help of James C.A. Smith, a free black man, and a sympathetic white shoemaker, a likely gambler, named Samuel A. Smith, no relation, Brown devised a plan to have himself shipped in a box to a free state by the Adams Express Company, known for its confidentiality and efficiency. Brown paid US dollars 86. It's funny how that's written, and I'm sorry how I pronounced it. Brown paid $86 out of his savings of $166. That's probably the equivalent of £2,600 nowadays. To Samuel Smith. Smith went to Philadelphia to consult with members of the Pennsylvania Anti-Slavery Society on how to accomplish this escape, meeting with Minister James Miller McKim and William Still and Cyrus Burley. He corresponded with them to work out the details after returning to Richmond. They advised him to mail the box to the office of Quaker merchant Passmore Williamson, who was active with the Vigilance Committee. To get out of work the day he was to escape, Brown burned his hand to the bone with sulfuric acid. My word. The box in which Brown was shipped was 3 by 2.67 by 2 feet. That's about a metre square. Or cubed. And displayed the words dry goods on it. It was lined with bays, a coarse woolen cloth, and he carried only a small portion of water and a few biscuits. There was a single hole cut for air, and it was nailed and tied with straps. Brown later wrote that his uncertain method of travel was worth the risk. If you have never been deprived of your liberty as I was, you cannot realise the power of that hope of freedom, which was to me indeed an anchor to the soul, both sure and steadfast. During the trip, which began on March 29, 1849, Brown's box was transported by wagon, railroad, steamboat, wagon again, railroad, ferry, railroad, and finally delivery wagon, being completed in 27 hours. Despite the instructions on the box of handle with care and this side up, several times carriers placed the box upside down or handled it roughly. Brown remained still and avoided detection. The box was received by Williamson, McKim, William Still and other members of the Philadelphia Vigilance Committee on March 30, 1849, attesting to the improvements in express delivery services. When Brown was released, one of the men remembered his first words as, How do you do, gentlemen? He sang a psalm from the Bible, which he had earlier chosen to celebrate his release into freedom. In addition to celebrating Brown's inventiveness, as noted by Hollis Robbins, the role of government and private express mail delivery is central to the story and the contemporary records suggest that Brown's audience celebrated his delivery as a modern postal miracle. The government postal service had dramatically increased communication and despite southern efforts to control abolitionist literature, mailed pamphlets, letters and other materials reached the South. Cheap postage, 
Frederick Douglass observed in the North Star, had an immense moral bearing. As long as federal and state governments respected the privacy of the mails, everyone and anyone could mail letters and packages. Almost anything could be inside. In short, the power of prepaid postage delighted the increasingly middle-class and commercial-minded North and increasingly worried the slaveholding South. Brown's escape highlighted the power of the mail system, which used a variety of modes of transportation to connect the East Coast. The Adams Express Company, a private mail service founded in 1840, marketed its confidentiality and efficiency. It was favoured by abolish abolitionists' organisations and promised never to look inside the boxes it carried. Brown became a well-known speaker for the Massachusetts Anti-Slavery Society and got to know Frederick Douglass. He was nicknamed Box at the Boston Anti-Slavery Convention in May 1849 and thereafter used the name Henry Box Brown. He published two versions of his autobiography, Narrative of a Life of Henry Box Brown, the first, written with the help of Charles Stearns and conforming to expectations of the slave narrative genre, was published in Boston in 1849. The second was published in Manchester, England in 1851 after he had moved there. While on the lecture circuit in the northeastern United States, Brown developed a moving panorama with his partner James C.A. Smith. They separated in 1851. Douglas wished that Brown had not revealed the details of his, of his escape so that others might have used it themselves. When Samuel Smith attempted to free other slaves in Richmond in 1849, they were arrested. The year of his escape, Brown was contacted by his wife's new owner who offered to sell his family to him, but the newly free man declined. This was an embarrassment within the abolitionist community, which tried to keep the information private. Brown is known for speaking out against slavery and expressing his feelings about the state of America. In his narrative, he offers a cure for slavery, suggesting that slaves should be given the vote, a new president should be elected, and the North should speak out against the spoiled child of the South. After passage of the Fugitive Slave Law of 1850, which required cooperation from law enforcement officials to capture refugee slaves even in free states, Brown moved to England for safety, as he had become known a known public figure. He toured Britain with his anti-slavery panorama for the next ten years, performing several hundred times a year. To earn a living, Brown also entered the British show circuit for 25 years until 1875, after leaving the abolitionist circuit following the start of the American Civil War. In 1857, as Cutter documented in her book The Illustrated Slave, Brown acted in several plays written expressly for him by a British playwright, E.G. Burton. But his acting career appears to have been short-lived. In the 1860s, he began performing as a magician with acts as a mesmerist and a conjurer under the show names of Professor H. Box Brown and the African Prince. While in England, Brown married Jane Floyd, a white Cornish tin worker's daughter. In 1855, he began a new family. In 1875, he returned with his family to the US with a group magic act. A later report documented the Brown family Jubilee Singers. As the scholar Martha J. Cutter first documented in 2015, Henry Box Brown died in Toronto on June 15, 1897. Tax records and other documents indicate that he continued to perform into the early 1890s, but no performance records have been found.
The last known performance by Brown is a newspaper account of a performance with his daughter Annie and his wife Jane in Brantford, Ontario, Canada, dated February 26th, 1889. So there we go. That's the story of Henry Box Brown, shipped in a crate to Philadelphia and uh, subsequently spending 25 years of his life in England, which I think would be an interesting thing to find out more about. Thank you for listening to this episode. It's been a struggle for the last two days to get uh, a regular episode out um, because I'm having some problems with my eyesight, which means I had to visit a hospital for the first time in a while. And um, it may be a little difficult over the next few days, but I do hope to uh, be able to catch up with myself. I've only got something like 6.4999 million pages to continue to read. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.